This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's the postseason. Going back at the wall. Let's go! Let's go! Marwin has tied it at three! And Springer drives one pretty deep to right center field. On the run is Hernandez looking up, and that ball is gone! A two-run home run for George Springer! This is October Baseball. And he lifts this one. Left field! Arriba! Gurriel! You're tied! Yuli Gurriel with a three-run shot makes it 4-4. Four to four. And this crowd is going bonkers. And Alex Lyons is in the left center field. That's a base hit. Fisher around third and coming home. Eighth year up with the baseball. The throw to the plate. Not in time. Astros win! Astros win! Turn up your radio, Houston. And the Astros are 2017 World Series champions. Astros Radio. World Series champions. Houston's exclusive hometown call. AJ, do you have any clarity or anything you can tell us as far as any roster decisions that you've made in the last few days? Yeah, no, we have. um, We've had some pretty grueling meetings uh, getting through the roster, which uh, is a good problem to have. Uh, as a team, it's a it's a tough problem to have for the players, um, and and we've set our roster. I've had the conversations that we need to have, and um, I think that the the biggest surprise or the biggest dilemma or the the curiosity around our bullpen is is what is front and center for us. So um, our bullpen will consist of you know, Osuna, McCullers, uh, Presley, Tony Sip, Colin McHugh, Will Harris, and Josh James. Um, so that, that leaves off some very notable relievers for us, um, some that have World Series saves, some that have, you know, Hector Rondon has saves for us this season. Um, so as you can see, it was a tough, tough bullpen to crack. So um, on the pitching side, that, that's the way we went. On the position player side, we opted to keep Miles Straw active um, and not Max Stassi or J.D. Davis. And so the balance of the, of the position players are as expected. Tweet it out. Jake, up here. <laughs> AJ, in, in, in what role <clears throat> do you plan to use Charlie Morton in this series? Um, we'd like him to start game four, um, you know, unless we win the first three games, which would be ideal. Not use him. I guess that would be the, um, the best scenario for us from a winning perspective. But, um, you know, unlike last year, you know, we put a, a couple of our starters into the bullpen and there was a, an uncertainty surrounding um, game three and game four. Um, this year, uh, we know going in, we're going to have Verlander in game one, Cole in game two, Keuchel in game three, and, and Charlie in game four. Um, and, and given the bullpen depth that we have, some of the length that Josh James brings and Colin McHugh brings, there's less, um, you know, less of an appetite to, to push Charlie into the pen. Also, given he's thrown only a few innings in the recent weeks, He's not somebody that I would feel comfortable using in the first couple games and then bringing back for game four. So um, I'd expect to see him in game four. Chandler. AJ, what went into the decision-making to leave Hector Rondon out of the bullpen? 
You know, by far the one of the most difficult decisions, um, and really I, I say them as a group because there's there's some really really good relievers that pitch well for us that carried a, the bullpen at certain times. Um, you know, with Hector, um, you know he had a tough month in September. Really, his only bad month. He he wasn't great in the second half as a whole, but most of that is weighted into September. And and honestly, this is a very difficult offense to match up with. And and some of the things that he does and some of his execution that he does didn't match up very well with very many areas of the lineup with the Indians. Um, Will Harris coming coming through with a, a scoreless September. Um, you know, his fastball, cut fastball, curveball combo is really good. Josh James, we saw him emerge uh, and can also protect some of the um, guys that have been injured in recent, uh, in recent weeks. Lance McCullers, Charlie Morton. Um, you know, that length was very important for us along with his, his stuff and strikeout rate. So um, as we pieced together the, the bullpen, it looked less and less likely that I was going to find a perfect spot to use Hector. Um, he very likely, along with Joe Smith and Peacock and Davinsky, guys that, that have pitched notable innings for us, could find their way uh, onto a future roster if we're able to beat the Indians. Um, but but we, had, you know, we had to pick you know, 11 pitchers and 14 position players in a five-game series. And that, that's a tough exercise when you, when you have a deep roster. Allison and then Kevin. AJ, with all the uh, series going on right now, and there's a lot of talk about bullpenning and openers, and this is mm -hmm. this series will be uh, more traditional. There's so many strong starters. Is that nice? Is that significant? Significant? How does that? I mean, I think if you? they pitch well, it's significant because you'll see the most, you know, the most starter innings. You know, if things play out as people expect, and now that now that it's laid out that way, it probably won't, and there'll be some starters that leave games early. But um, you know, I think it's just different. I think. You know, I've said this all year about the opener versus versus our rotation, and we faced all kinds of guys in September. Created a whole new, um, you know, love affair with the with the opener idea, and, and the short, you know, had expanded rosters. Now you have short series. I think you just have to focus on getting the 27 outs. How you get there, what's comfortable for people is when you have Justin Verlander and Corey Kluber's and 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 Carrasco's and Coles and Keuchel's. These guys that 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 mostly get into the middle to latter parts of the game. Um, but I think you have to play the game the way the way that you have to play it, and whether your personnel fits that, you can't really have an overriding philosophy. Um, I love starters. Why? Because I got good ones, and I think that's that's the easiest way to to fall in love with a rotation and have that mindset of I want my starters to go deep in the game. Yeah, they're good. Um, but if not, then I got to have a contingency plan, and and it becomes a bullpen day very quickly if if you if you fall behind or if the if the starter is not at his best. Kevin. Speaking of good starters, what makes Verlander so special? We saw it last year every time he went out. He's, he's always evolving. You know, as much as, as everyone expects greatness out of JV and, and he largely delivers, um, he's always evolving. You know, he's, he's, he's had this start circled for a while now. We, we felt like, um, I mean, I'm sure he knew he was going to pitch game one. And as people were starting to, to, to predict that it was going to be the Indians, he's got a long history with the Indians. Um, He's going to come up with ways to, to combat the successes or failures that he's had, and he does that on an every start-by-start -start basis. And that, having that mindset and having that ability to evolve, as the game around him gets younger, he gets older. Um, when people think his stuff's going to decline, he throws harder. When, when guys start to hit his breaking ball, he comes up with a cutter. I mean, he's, he's always doing something to evolve. And... And that's what, you know, that's what this particular great one does. I don't know if they all do it, but I know he does it. 
here in the second row in the middle. AJ, we've seen guys come up from AAA this season and not be able to stick. What is what made Tony Kemp and Tyler White, the guys that could come up here and <clears> stick, and what boost have they given you offensively as you've dealt with injuries all year? Yeah, no, we, we, we've had injuries all year, and we've had a, our roster depth's been tested. And, and um, for those two guys in particular, you know, their, their at-bat quality is really good. Um, when you put those, when I put those guys in up to bat, um, there's a great expectation that they're going to have a good at bat. Successful, we don't know. It's a tough league, but a good at bat. And part of it is zone control, knowing the strike zone. Part of it is knowing their strengths. I think both of them have come up and and gone back down. I think that that creates a whole new opportunity for growth. And they've both taken it well. And and you know we promised them opportunity if they if they earned it. Um, we gave him the opportunity for Tony Kemp. It was his real first opportunity to, to contribute pretty regularly. Um, Tyler White kind of rode a different road, but um, when the opportunity opened up, they seized it, and, and it started. With, it starts and stops with with good plate appearances and good at bats because that that reliability is why is why they got so many. Uh, last year at this time, you'd only um, had Verlander on your team for about a month. Um, since from then to now, is there anything that about him that surprised you or maybe you didn't know about him that, that has really been um, helpful to your team? Um, well, I didn't, I didn't know him at all when he got here. And then, and then, you know, the honeymoon period was pretty good. And so I, I think that um, it's easy to, 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 to love those experiences. And I think his, you know, his hunger for greatness is, is, was pretty well known going into his Astro tenure. I think it's, um, it's become a staple for what he's all about. I mean, he's, He's opinionated. He's thorough. He he researches. He um, he does a lot of things that 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 make you realize on the back end why he's really good. And you know he's got a passion for pitching and a passion for competing and a passion for statistics and and analytics and and any sort of edge that he can get to to beat his opponent. I think that, and I'm not surprised by that. Maybe I didn't learn that about him, but I've I've gotten to witness it. You know, for a full year. Uh, Martin Maldonado has been a significant addition to the team. How important is it for you to have a catcher like him now in October? It, it's a lot, it means a lot. I mean, if you look at, at what the Indians do on the bases, um, you know, he could factor in very, very highly depending on what strategy the Indians try to take with their base running and base stealing. Um, he's a very, very, very good catcher. And, and, and working with pitchers, caring about catching more than he cares about his hitting, the uh, the feedback, the the effort level, the balls in the dirt, the pitch framing, the throwing. There's not a part of the defensive side of the game that he's not extremely passionate about and extremely impactful. Um, so we'll see. I mean, it, you know, if they want to test us on the bases and Martin's catching, they're they're going up against the best throwing catcher in baseball. And with the work from our pitchers and the and the way that he can shut down the running game, it's a um, it's a huge dilemma for the other side. And, and if you look at two of the, the, the last three opponents that we could have, it's a, uh, it's they, they like to put pressure on you. If they want to put pressure on the best, then we'll, you know, we, have a, we have a perfect counter to that. Jake? When, uh, you know, after carrying three catchers last postseason, all three rounds, <clears throat> what, what went into your decision to carry two here and, and the extra runner? Well, Miles Straw is really fast. Um, that, that factored in for one. You know, the, the, you know, the third catcher debate is, is, is huge, like insurance. You guys all got insurance, and you only, you only ever want to use it unless you have to. And 
Um, the third catcher, you know, changes the, the way the game is run. It also changes the structure of your, of your bench. So um, we feel like Straw can be a, a huge impact uh, on the bases, or even if I put him in defensively, maybe he gets in at bat. But um, he is so fast, he forced a third catcher off the roster. And, and that um, gives us a lot of weapons. It, it, it allows me to utilize Jake Marisnik in a different way. Uh, it allows me to save Tony Kemp's at bat. I don't have to spend that as a, as a, as a base runner. And, and he's a virtual upgrade on every single player on our offense. I won't run for Altuve. I likely won't run for Bregman or, or Springer. Uh, but he's probably faster. And, and that type of weapon in these type of games can, can pay huge. AJ, you touched on this a second ago, but the starting pitching in this series may be the best we see out of any postseason series moving forward. What's the challenge for the lineups in both teams to kind of match up with the starting pitching? Well, if you look at the numbers, making contact's a problem. I mean, they've got four guys with 200-plus strikeouts. We have three. Um, the bullpen matchups, I, you know, I know Tito well. He's going he's gonna to try to find the perfect matchups, which, which matchups are mm-hmm. – um, are tough to, to deal with when you have so many, by such a balance. They have three left-handed, left-handed relievers. They're right-handed relievers, good on righties. Um, you know, and contact's a premium. We're a good contact team, and, and so are they. So you have two good contact teams against two pitching staffs that are, um, that are the best at getting swings and misses, and, and you know, someone's going to continue that trend and someone's not. So I think getting a good pitch to hit is a premium. Not missing, it's huge. Um, taking advantage of any mistake that might happen uh, where you have a little bit of a window against Kluber or, or Carrasco or, or Bauer or um, any of their, you know, Clevenger. These guys are, these guys are elite at, at getting outs and getting swings and misses. Contact's going to be huge in this series. Take two more, Mark, and then Steven in the back. AJ, does your experience at all different levels played uh, everywhere you've been help you in telling players who've played for you and done well at times that they're not on the playoff roster? Is that helping no, you do all that? No, no, I mean, I, I think, I've, I mean, I've ended careers before as a farm director or assistant GM or we've released players. Um, you know, I released somebody 10 years older than me when I was, or almost 10 years older than me when I was a manager in Arizona. Like, it, it never gets easy and I'll never get used to it. And um, every single guy in the clubhouse has a, has a way to help us win and they have helped us win. So. Um, those are never easy conversations. You can experience it all you want, but anybody that's delivered bad news, um, you know, knows it doesn't get easier the second time. It just you, you want to be more thorough. You want to give your example. You want you want to wear it as a as a manager. It's it's on me. It's on the organization. We choose. You know, we're choosing who we who we move forward with, and that's tough to give some reality to some really really good players and some really impactful guys that. Um, you know, going into it is series. I don't. I don't know who's going to be the key guy. I don't know if um, who's going to who's going to you know be on the mound when the when the most important at bat happens. Uh, we feel good about the guys we're matching up with them, but um, you know, I, there's a lot of managers around the league that would take the guys we left off and go take them as a championship caliber bullpen. AJ, what are the most important takeaways from last season's success that you can lean on during this postseason run? I mean, we've been there, so I think that helps. And, and it's easy to say that because um, everything went in our favor. But, you know, that team across the way has been there, too. So I, they, they didn't get to experience a parade like we did, but they got to experience the, the seventh game of the World Series. And so I, um, I think our guys understand the, the, the urgency. Um, but, but I think all teams that are, that are still standing understand the urgency. So 
Um, we got some flashbacks. We'll have some cool videos. We'll be able to, to, to watch um, the successes that we had, but that'll only get you so far. You still got to go out and compete and get your hits and get your outs and, and feel the ball and play clean baseball. But um, it's better to have that kind of, of, of reflection in the rearview mirror than, than to have bad memories, I guess. I'll take the win over the loss. Okay, we'll get started with Justin Verlander. First question for Justin. Start up here in the front. In the, on the other side. Justin, when you came here last year, you fit in so well, but can you give us an idea now, the comfort level, you know everyone, what this team can do around you and how much more comfortable you are? Yeah. Uh, you know, I think last year was uh, pretty spectacular um, how quickly these guys, these guys made me uh, feel like I was accepted and, and uh, made me comfortable right away. Um, that's a tribute to, to them and, and this organization. Um, but, I mean, yeah, you can't um, replicate having a full season under your belt and, and going through the grind all year long with these guys. And, uh, you know, we're like family. So, um, you know, I, I definitely uh, feel a bit more comfortable and uh, really excited about this postseason. I know you get up for every game. I asked Corey <clears throat> this question. If he gets more excited about a big-time matchup like you guys have tomorrow, does it motivate you more extra to have it? Uh, I mean, I don't know if motivation is the, the right word. I, I mean, I think you definitely get more excited. You, there's more energy. Um, you know, there's more uh, emotion, uh, nerves, all of it. Uh, so, I mean, I, I, you'd be lying if you said it's like any other start. You know, yeah, you can get up um, for every single start. I mean, we only have 34 of them or so. Um, so everyone's exciting, but the postseason's just different. It just is. Christy. In a season where it's become kind of in vogue to do these openers and piece together games with bullpens, um, how much do you value being in a series where it's just ace with ace and like clear clear cut starters instead of doing yeah. that kind of thing? Uh, it, it's important, you know. I think uh, you look at at most of the teams in the playoffs and they have some pretty clear cut starters. Um, you know, uh, uh, us and, and the Indians probably being uh, one and two. However, you like to slice it, us and them, them and us. Uh, you know, pick your poison, but. Um, we both have very defined starters that have uh, have a great track record and have good stuff. So uh, this should be a really fun series. Hunter. Uh, Justin, what are some of the challenges of uh, facing uh, Jose Ramirez specifically? Um, I mean, a lot. He makes contact. He puts the ball out of the yard. Um, you know, he does uh, all the things that uh, you don't want to happen as a pitcher. Um, you know, I, I haven't faced him in, a, in over a year, so um, I'm, I'm – Interested to see uh, the matchup now versus then. I'm sure he's adapted and changed some. So, uh, you know, I, I think a lot of these guys in this lineup create uh, problems in many different ways. Um, you know, he's one of the guys in the heart of that lineup that if you can keep him subdued, you have a good chance to have success. Brian? The, the numbers say that, you know, you face Cleveland a lot, haven't had as much success against them as some other teams. Is there any particular about that lineup that has uh, sort of led to you, you know, having some numbers that aren't? Aren't that great? Uh, nothing that I can point to particularly, no. Um, you know, the only thing is it's been over a year. Uh, I've changed a lot. Um, you know, their lineup's changed. It's, uh, you know, it'll be interesting to see what happens. I, I just am taking this, uh, preparing for it um, as much as I can um, and know what to expect in a playoff atmosphere, know what to expect out of myself. And uh, when it comes down to it, I just need to go out there and execute pitches. On the, uh, on the aisle in the middle. Actually, I have two now since you just brought that up. You said you've changed a lot over the year. What, what's changed with you? Uh, I mean, I, I, not just this year, but last year when I got here. I mean, just, uh, you know, pitching a little more to my strengths, I think. Um, 
you know, throwing a lot more four seamers. Uh, you know, I still throw some two seamers in there, but um, you know, I think uh, just kind of overall uh, the adaptation of, of of myself and how I use my stuff has changed. Um, you know, and some of that's analytics, and some of that's just personal feel and, and knowing what works, and and kind of sticking to my guns a little bit. You mentioned the nerves and the energy is different for the playoffs versus a regular season start. What do you do specifically to handle that? Because you seem to handle it quite well. Uh, I don't think there's anything you can do to prepare to handle it. I think knowing uh, what it's going to be like is a big advantage. Um, I think having experienced it uh, multiple times, um, you know, helps you prepare for, for what's going to happen with your body um, and your nerves. Uh, but there's nothing that you can do to say, all right, I'm going to calm my nerves. I'm going to not be too excited out there. You can't do that. It's going to happen. Um, it's a playoff game. Uh, you just got to know how to deal with it and know how to use it for you and not against you. Be up here in the front. Just give us a second on the mic. Justin, um, outside of his, his production and his performance, what, what's the biggest impact that Garrett Cole has had, especially on the group of starters? Uh, yeah, it's been, uh, I mean, it's, it's been great. Uh, you know, I think uh, he's been great in the clubhouse. Uh, we've had a lot of really good conversations about pitching uh, in depth. Uh, you know, it's kind of normal that, that starters do that. Um, but I think somebody like Garrett who, uh, you know, Garrett really knows his body really well, um, thinks about things uh, a lot differently than I do. So him and I particularly have had some good back and forth, uh, uh, just kind of, uh, spitballing ideas, just about pitching, just about the body mechanics, uh, executing pitches, where you want to execute pitches against certain guys, and for what reason. Um, you know, uh, if, to be a fly on the wall in some of those conversations, it's gotten pretty in depth at, at, at point at points. A couple more for Justin. All the way on the uh, left side. <laughs> After having a complete year being here with this organization, how much do the players look up to you? Um, because you do have, you know, a lot of years in the in the in the major leagues. But how have you adapted to being the leader in this clubhouse? Uh, I don't know. You know, I, I think when I got here last year, I, I felt uh, um, the respect that a lot of these guys had. But um, you know, I don't know. I mean, that's probably more of a question for those guys instead of me. Uh, following the question that he just said. What's the difference in the atmosphere from last year when you were just like coming into the team now that you have been throughout the whole year with them? To be honest, not a lot. Uh, you know, I, I, I feel uh, really good about this team. I feel the atmosphere in the clubhouse is fantastic. Um, you know, I, I can't say that a lot's changed. I, I think, uh, you know, besides me being like the new uh, introduction to the clubhouse last year and, and, and uh, the new addition to the team, um, you know, besides that, uh, honestly, like this, this team, and I've said it before, this team knows how to succeed when it needs to, knows how to do big things in big, in big spots. So um, I expect nothing less out of these guys this year. <clears throat> Any last ones? Mark? Justin, uh, Francona said it'll be fun playing against you and the Astros. What do you think about that? What would be your word? You did touch a little earlier about playing against those guys. Yeah, I think it's going to be a hard-fought series. Uh, I think we, we match up against each other uh, very well. Uh, I, I think, um, you know, I, I think fun's a good way to put it, man. This is, uh, this is baseball. This is playoff baseball. Uh, two great teams going at it head-to-head. -head. I mean, if you can't have fun doing this, 
probably shouldn't be playing. All right, and we'll start right away here with Alex Bregman. And we'll start with Mark up in the front. So Alex, Francona says that you have turned yourself into one of the elite players in the game. What does that mean to you coming from him? Um, it's, it means a lot. Um, he's a, one of the, been one of the best managers in the game for a long time, and to hear him say that is, is definitely an honor. It's special, and hopefully continue to uh, get better and improve and continue to play at a high level. Brian. One sec. Getting hot. It's hot in here. <laughs> Alex, having gone through the, the playoffs last year, what do you look forward to the most about October, and, and what do you think it is about October that you know a player like you kind of rises to the challenge? Oh, this is this is winning baseball. This is this is all hands on deck. Let's go to win the game. Let's figure out any way possible to to win. And um, I think this team thrives in those types of situations. Um, and it's a brotherhood, it's a family, and we're all pulling on the same end of the rope and hanging on every pitch when it's a 2-1 count to Correa in the ALDS in the fourth inning with two outs, and it's a ball. The whole dugout's going, let's go. Or if it's a, if it's a strike, we're like, no, that ball was outside. So it's a, it's a lot of fun, and we, we hang on every pitch. Alex, you can make the argument that their, their pitching staff is the second best in baseball. What's going to be the challenge for this offense to generate runs against their, their pitchers? No, they're definitely tough. Who's the first best? No, oh, oh. Um, I didn't know. I was just. I, I, um, it's gonna be. No, they're good. They're tough. Kluber's tough, man. He's really tough. Um, they got a ton of good pitchers on that staff. They got Cody Allen. They got um, Andrew Miller. They got Carrasco. They got Clevenger. Yeah, it's gonna be tough. few more for Alex, all the way on the uh, left side against the wall. You all experienced some uh, um, injuries. <laughs> you all experienced some injuries this year, but uh, but you were you know you were the mainstay you know when the when the big three went down. How important was that to you, and and how did that change your mindset knowing that it was uh, left up to you to to be the leader on the team? Well, um, it was definitely tough on our team to lose three all stars. Uh, I mean, those those guys are incredible baseball players, and we're super happy that they're back and healthy and ready to go for this postseason run. Um, but there, there's so many other guys in that roster that if we if if we do our job, um, we are going to win baseball games. Marwin Gonzalez, um, Yuli Gurriel. Um, there's so many so many guys. Um, Tyler White came up, had an incredible season. Um, McCann, he comes back, we win games. It's it's a. Uh, there's so many guys that if they do their job and, and if we focus on our if we focus on doing our part. Um, we're a very successful baseball team, so in no way, shape, or form, when those guys went down, was that me? It was a full, it was a full team, and it was it was fun to watch, fun to be a part of, and um, I'm just happy to be on that team with those guys. Kevin, from a competitive standpoint, and you talk about pulling on the rope, what's it like to play behind Verlander and see him do his thing? 
playing behind Verlander in the in the regular season's a blast. Um, I love playing behind him in the regular season. He's one of the elite pitchers in the game, and um, playing behind him in the postseason, everybody saw how that worked last year. He's he's the best pitcher in the game in the postseason, so I wouldn't want to face him. The back and the left. You guys entered the postseason last year with a ton of confidence. Is it fair to say that you have more confidence even now after that run and how the season has played out? I'll say I'll say that we're a very confident team. Um, I think that we can use the experience last year from the postseason, uh, winning the World Series, um, to our advantage. But the one thing that us winning the World Series last year did is drive us to win another one. That's the, been the only thing on our mind since we won that World Series is, is to win another one. And um, this postseason doesn't start in the World Series. It's not a seven-game series against a National League team. We start against a very tough Indians team, so we better focus on the first pitch of game one. Brian. The season you had this year with the, the, the numbers you put up across the board, is, is this something that you had envisioned this early in your career you could accomplish? And is this just the, the kind of the start of Alex Bregman that we saw this year? Um, yeah, I did. Um, but I think there's ton of room to improve. Um, I, was, I was mad that I didn't do that last year, to be honest with you. I kind of had a bad year and then um, was definitely definitely something I envisioned doing. And I think that there's so much room to, imp so much room to improve on both sides of the ball. Um, and I look forward to, to working at it. On the, uh, on the right side. To what degree do the new players that have been added to the roster bring a new sense of energy to a team that returns this, this core from last year? Uh, it brings a hunger. I mean, you got a guy like Garrett Cole who didn't win one last year. Um, Osuna's hungry. Um, Cole's hungry. Uh, we got some other guys on the roster as well, Presley. Um, those guys want to win really bad, and they know that, um, that they're very happy to uh, – to be in the Houston Astros uniform because they feel like they have a very good chance at winning uh, their first World Series. Up here in the front. You had mentioned something earlier about, you know, clearly every team has talent. Your team has so many guys who come through in that moment, feel good, want to be in that moment. Do you think that's maybe what sets your clubhouse apart from so many others? Yeah, well, I think if you look back on last year's postseason, I think every single person on our roster contributed in a big way in a big situation. And um, if they didn't come through in that situation, we don't win the World Series. Um, maybe the biggest swing of the World Series was Marvin Gonzalez, homer in game two. And then Brian McCann in game five hitting a home run to, to pad the lead in the eighth inning to make it a three-run lead. They come back and score three. We don't even go to extra innings in game five if he doesn't hit that homer. Um, there, there were so many different plays. Yuli hitting the homer off Kershaw, or Altuve hitting the three-run homer off Maeda. Um, if you look back across the, across the playoffs last year, so many different people came up clutch, and so many people have taken that with them into this year and uh, want to be in that situation. Mark. Alex, you've been the <clears throat> the captain slash leader of the dugout celebrations. Anything special planned for the postseason? Yeah, wins. That's it. Just winning games. It's the postseason now. No special celebrations for the dugout. I don't know. There's gonna be there's gonna be a lot of celebrations, but the main thing is just winning the game. That's all we're focused on. We haven't planned anything like that. Gatorade. <laughs>
I like Powerade better. <laughs> any, uh, any last ones for Alex? All right. Thanks for coming in, Alex. Thanks. Well, I'm sponsored by Powerade. The American League Division Series. Tomorrow, this is Houston Astros Baseball. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.